Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald's interview series. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. Today, I'm joined by Jesse Lonergan, fantastic comics creator, artist, and storyteller, creator of works like Hedra, Planet Paradise, upcoming Jeroma, Arca, and now in the Hellboy universe. Very excited for a chance to talk to Jesse today. Jesse, thanks so much for joining. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. No, you got a lot coming out uh, in the in the coming months or coming years, so it's a good time to connect and kind of see where things are at. Um, I think, like a lot of comics fans, you know, my first experience and and uh, understanding of your work was Hedra back in 2020. Uh, that one shot from Image Comics definitely got a lot of people's attention. I think for a lot of good reasons, primarily because of um, you know your your storytelling abilities, right, and your layouts, and just these these. I think for a lot of comics readers, especially like inventive uses of the page that that folks were not as familiar with seeing right there are certainly influences and artists and things that we can talk about that have done work like this um but it was awesome (laughs) short you know long and short of it and and now here we are a few years later and um and you're blowing up you get to do all these things you're working with mike (laughs) mignola on hellboy how how does it feel like how's the post the post hedra kind of attention experience been for you uh it's been it's been nice um you know like it's it's uh it's interesting it's a little weird because i i was doing comics for a long time and i just didn't didn't do anything that caught people's attention um Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so like to suddenly have this this happen um it's kind of like this sudden change that's also happened in the middle of a pandemic. So yeah, right. like it's, it's hard to feel the reality of it. Like um, I think just last year I started going to conventions and stuff and actually like meeting people in person as to just online. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been, it's been a big change, you know, like uh, going from basically a, a serious hobbyist to a professional and like mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. this is what i do every day um as much as i can uh, um, is, is sort of it's it's a big change i think that's i do think it's interesting so like i think that's the thing that a lot of fans often don't know until they sink into the medium deeper which is that you know you describe yourself as a serious hobbyist like a vast majority of the comics creators that we talk about and celebrate are working day jobs, right? And then like mm-hmm. this is like like you know you cannot necessarily support yourself just with like indie works financially. Um, how did you kind of go about you know because you, like you said like you it's not like Hedra was your first work you'd released mm-hmm. All Star previously you had some graphic novels Joe and Azat yeah. um, um, and works that are stylistically more traditional but certainly you can mm-hmm. see the the connective tissue I think in terms of what you're trying to do. Um, All-Star is a really interesting one, especially for fans of of baseball and just kind of teenage drama. There's a progression, certainly, though, from All-Star to Hedra and those years in between where it's like right. it feels like you finding yourself. How is that? Because you're balancing that with whatever day job, whatever financial yeah. responsibilities, right? Whatever life right. responsibilities. What was that journey like? And how did you kind of find the space to progress your art to the point where it is now? Um, like... All Star was sort of like I feel like the last of a type of book that uh, I'm going to do. Sort of these reality based, more I don't know, novel esque books. Yeah. And um, I guess it 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 also sort of kind of like afterwards it, it was you know it came out and it got some attention, but not much. Nothing like you know Hedra got. Yeah. And it it just kind of was like 
the amount of effort I had put into it and sort of to not get much uh, mm. acknowledgement or anything, like it really left me with like a lot of, of doubt about like, do I want, you know, cause I'm getting older. Like I, I do have all this other stuff. This is what I'm choosing to do with my free time mm-hmm. um, about whether I wanted to do this. And I think what sort of came out of it was like, I really want to do this the way I want to do it. Like I don't, I don't really care about like what is a graphic novel or like what other people think things should be, which yeah. I feel like, like it's, it's, I'm maybe, maybe I have some susceptibility to imagining what people will think <laughs> sure. something should be and like conforming my brain to like, okay, well they want a, mm-hmm. so I guess I'll make it like a, like a graphic novel is 200 pages uh it's serious it has like and so i'll do that and i was mm-hmm. like you know i i did that for like sort of three books and like nothing really came of it and i was like you know what uh i'm making what i want to make i don't care what letter it is i, I don't care if it's just sort of something i self-publish on my own mm. but like if i'm devoting all this time and there's not a lot of recognition coming in like why why conform in any way <laughs> like yeah you know yeah. i can I'll get more enjoyment out of it by just doing it my way. And sort of like, so after All-Star, like there was kind of just this like extended period of like experimentation of just like seeing how how I wanted to do things, how things could be done. Um, and probably like in hindsight, it's like, oh, and people started responding. Um, yeah. Like, you know, so this more, more sort of genuine uh, work, I guess. Well, it's probably one of those things that seems, I mean, maybe obvious in retrospect, right? Because you, a lot of times we hear, and certainly teachers try to convey um, that, like, you know, to be unique, be yourself, right? Yeah, Do the, yeah. And it's like, but but the process of getting to a true self mm-hmm. that is unique is incredibly hard yeah. um, in anything, uh, yeah, right? I, in any field. And I feel like, I feel like culturally, like we hold up like the young, like these, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like these like firebrand young people who like, you know, things click and they're like 24 and they're amazing. And it's like, not, not everybody's like that. And it took me a long time to like, and I, and I still feel like I'm in, in the process of like figuring out like how I work, like, yeah. And, and I actually feel like sort of being a professional isn't necessarily that encouraging to that kind of like experimentation and stuff because it's like I got deadlines I have to get it done sure like, right you know like the way I've done it before is definitely the faster way to do it than whatever imaginary way I'm thinking about doing it like you know yeah. like whatever sort of other thought process I'm thinking of like of how a comic could be put together is going to take you know a lot of fits and starts and failures and in Hydra had a lot of fits and starts and failures like there are at least i would say an equivalent number of pages that are not in the book mm. that like we're just like i'm gonna try this idea out doesn't work okay do this page again like you know pages that were done four or five times and professionally uh that doesn't i, I don't have time to, time to yeah, do that yeah. and and so it, it's it's sort of this like getting to this point where like people are interested in what i'm doing but like also having deadlines and things like that too. Um, so right. It feels like 
it feels like the kind of experimentation that I was doing that led to Hydra is, is harder to find now. Um, like it's, it's not that it's not there. It's that it's more incremental. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. Cause it's, it's now it's my job and it's how I, how I pay bills and sure. me having, do you feel like, do you feel like there's an expectation post Hydra that you're cause like, so like planet paradise, which mm-hmm. I actually probably like even more than Hydra. I think it's fantastic. Right. Um, folks okay. should check that out. Um, I, it, the reason I say that too is, is I think artistically it's doing very similar things a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. in some ways it's, it's expanding very, like you said, incrementally. Um, but it's also just narratively, it's easier for me to swallow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, um, which is, which is, you know, just on a simple level, enjoyable. Right. Uh, but then even on, on prime and drama, right. This, this thing that you're, you're this giant graphic novel, this kind of yeah. cosmic fantasy that you're working yeah. on currently, yeah. people can check this out on your Patreon. It's, it's, fantastic you sent me the yeah. the links to the first five chapter like rough drafts because you're going through the edits yeah um and uh I, I love it it's so fun um but like even on that you do you feel the weight of expectation now that like oh this is the this is the 35 panel guy right like how does that <laughs> oh. weigh on your process um not not that much okay. um like i i feel i i feel like i one of the things that sort of came out of it is I, of the experimentation and stuff is I sort of have this philosophy of like a page and how a page works that sort of is guiding things. So I don't feel like, and, and I feel like people look at it and they're like, oh, 35 panels. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes it's one. Like, sure, you know, right. like it, it, it looks like 35 and sometimes it may be 35. Very, very rarely is it actually... 35 panels and so it's it's sort of more like me sort of figuring out how to break up pages and stuff like that and and with like the stuff I'm doing on Patreon that really is just all my stuff it's at my schedule you know and I don't don't feel that deadline crush so yeah. it, it is sort of more of a room to experiment um, uh, within it uh, yeah I, I guess I guess I, I feel like if I were just to do like, you know, a sort of a standard looking comic, maybe people would be disappointed, but also I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. you yeah. know, like I, I want to do comics the way I want to do them. And so, so yeah. far at least, um, you know, enough people have been responding positively to that, that I feel comfortable. Good. Good. You know, and, no, and you know, like having sending pages to Mike Mignola and having him write that great, you know, is is support, I guess. Seems like <laughs> some be, nice validation. Yeah. So, um, so that's sort of. I don't know that I feel like a pressure to be me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's good. Um, that's good. No, for sure. I, it is interesting. I think like on the works where you're collaborating with others, right? You mentioned Mike yeah. Mignola, you have uh, this book that's going to be coming out called Miss Truesdale and the Fall of Hyperborea. Yeah. This is a, um, it's going to be set in the Hellboy universe, which is consistently expanding lately with some yeah. really fantastic creators. Um, I had the chance to talk to uh, Warwick Caldwell Johnson a while back. Yeah. He's done some really good stuff in this, in this area. So Mignola is, you know, kind of a, a collaborator in terms of storytelling, collaborator in terms of idea. Um, but generally the, the work itself, right. The actual art and the pencils, like that's, mm-hmm. that's you, um, yeah. you mentioned, you know, getting validation back from Mike Mignola, obviously a super cool thing. Were you 
uh, already a massive Hellboy fan when this came out? Like, what's your what's your relationship with that work, and how exciting was it to jump into this universe? I, I would say I was more a big Mike Mignola fan than yeah. necessarily a Hellboy fan. Like, like I, I think Hellboy has the Hellboy universe has some like diehard fans who really know a lot about it, and yeah. I don't <laughs> like like you know I I'm. I think I'm. I have probably have all the Mignola stuff in the Hellboy universe, but like mm-hmm. the all the BPRD, all all the other stuff, a lot of the Hellboy that's not drawn by him, I don't necessarily have. I have like bits and pieces, mm-hmm. and so I'm not like as immersed in the lore. But I, the way he does pages and the way he organizes things is definitely something I've looked at. Like the way he, the way he simplifies. Like, I, I kind of think a lot of, like, um, comic book drawing is actually figuring out what you don't need to draw. Mm. You, you know, like, you, you can you can keep drawing, like, you know, hairs on a hand or whatever, but it's just going to ruin your drawing. Like, mm. you, you need to keep it a certain level of simplicity. And I feel he's, like, one of, one of the best at, like, what he doesn't need to draw. Like, you know, he, he creates so much with so little, and it's... It's definitely something that I've looked at. Um, and so like getting the opportunity to like work with him and his work is like great because, you know, he's he's been someone I've looked up to uh, for so long. It's also a little intimidating. Sure. <laughs> because yeah. like, you know, I feel, I feel he, I, I guess it's that idea I was talking about of like, you know, having this idea of what other people want and like, I have this idea of what the Hellboy universe looks like, and it's kind of the way Mike Mignola draws. Yeah, which which isn't really like I don't think he wants me to draw like him, like mm-hmm. and because he works, you know, with such a variety of artists. Like you uh, mentioned, work. I'm gonna get the work. Johnson Campbell, um, right? Uh, uh, Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah. Uh, like you know, his stuff is fantastic. Nothing like Mike Mignola. Like you yeah, know, sure. This like. You know, and so, and I think Mignola actually almost seems like he's gone out of his way not to have people that look that much like him work for mm-hmm. it. So, like, I might be like, oh, I should draw like Mike Mignola, but really there's nothing saying <laughs> I should do that. So, and it's probably um, not, it's probably not why he gave you the call in the first place. Right? No, like, no. Not seeking but, imitators, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's my hurdle, uh, to get yeah. over in my, it's in my own head. Um, so, you know, I just like, gave myself a lot of time to mess up the first page and be stressed out and then calm down and just sort of started working and uh, laying stuff out and organizing things the way that I thought was best. And, you know, the worst, the worst he can say is draw it again, you know, sure. <laughs> that's, that was my sure. attitude. That's kind of my attitude with everything. It's like, well, I'll just do it the way I want to do it. And they can tell me to do it again. Um, yeah. Where are you at on on Miss Truesdale? Where's where's that I'm, process? I'm at? done. Uh, I finished. I don't know a month ago, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. So some, I think at the end of March I finished, maybe. Um, so yeah, I'm starting new projects and stuff. Cool. Uh, now, but yeah. So yeah, I forget about a month ago. I did the colors as well. So that was sort of the last thing was doing the colors on the last issue. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, do you, are you, I've seen you talk a little bit on, on the Patreon about, you know, trying to, trying to enhance your coloring, you know, cause yeah. you're coloring some of your own work as well on Prime and Droma. Um, and I don't, 
I don't know that coloring would have been a complaint, certainly in the art, but obviously it is it is an artistic endeavor in and of itself. Um, what are the what are the things that you're most focused on right now in terms of your own journey there using color? Like, what are you trying to enhance in your own game? Um, sort of, I, I guess when with maybe with any any sort of aspect, it and sort of Hydra is sort of like the first thing I really colored. Like I did maybe some short things before that, but that was sort of like the big long thing. And, and mm -hmm. I feel like there felt like a lack of control. Like maybe this would come out and look good, but that was kind of like chance that mm. that worked out. And sort of like being able to have an idea of what something looks like in my head and then put it down on, on the screen mm -hmm. um, with the color, I, I think is sort of my goal is, is like to get that balance. I would like to like grow my skills. I actually feel like I'm pretty limited in terms of like my, my Photoshop ability. Like yeah. I, I can color in a way that looks good on my own stuff, but like I look at comics and I see what the colorist is doing and I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Mm. Like, like that is a mystery to me, what they're doing. It's, it's just magic. Um, but so far I haven't right now, I just don't have that time to sort of like study. Um, yeah. so it, it's mainly just working on like building what I have sort of slowly and, and getting to this point of like control. It's sort of like, um, I feel like simplicity in coloring is actually quite difficult. Um, you know, it, it's like Dave, Dave Stewart's coloring of Hellboy is like mm -hmm. kind of magical because it's like, wow, that looks really simple. And you try and do it, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't doesn't work like that. I've like because I've done it. I've like gone online. I've taken the thing. I've stolen the colors. I've taken uh -huh. the palette. I put it down. It's like not the same. Like, huh. what is he doing that I'm not doing? Like, like, and it's just some comfort knowledge in his head. And then he's like, you know, an exceptional example because he can do. You know, his Hellboy coloring looks one way, and then another artist looks totally different. You know, he can sort of right. he has all these skills, and I'm. If you know, you gave me everything's kind of looks like I colored it uh, because it has that sort of limit. Um, but yeah, sort of getting that ability to be simple and look good, um, I guess, is yeah. what I'm sort of working working towards. Yeah, um, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, do you do you prefer doing it yourself though? You know, like if you if you got to the point where you were like, you know, okay, I can have I can have not necessarily Dave Stewart, but somebody. Yeah good come in and do this right like would you or do you just when you just create your own stuff especially like it's just it's got to be you i think uh, it doesn't have to be me like um arca which is going to be coming out from idw uh in july sure. uh that was colored uh by uh, patricio del Pesh. um and so you know that was in in some some ways i like that uh um, mainly it's like i'm done uh, sooner and <laughs> yeah, you know, frees you like, up, sure. like it frees, frees me up a bit. Um, I, I, f I feel like artistic relationships like that though, it's, it's hard. It, it involves like building communication skills mm -hmm. and you know, like where, where to let go. Like, like, you know, like, like, 
I guess it's because of my my history of like doing comics 100% on my own. I might be a bit of a control freak, maybe. Like, and so like it's not like what they're doing is bad. And and, and you know his his coloring's better than mine, so like it's fine. But like it's different. It's like sure. oh, that's not the way I would do it. Like that yeah. that tone isn't the tone I would go for. Um, and sort of like figuring out how to deal with that. I feel like if I could get to that point where like I have a relationship with someone and, you know, like we we're sort of on the same page mm. um, and maybe we're, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, how that stuff works. Like, because basically, you know, like I, I finished drawing it. I sent him, you know, 160 pages, you know, and then he sent back like 40 and I feel like it's like, no, I, I want like every page, I, like back and forth, mm. like, but it's never going to be like that. Like, yeah. that's like, so unless you're like, I don't know, I, I imagine what the Marvel bullpen used to be like, <laughs> where it's like, oh, well, they're right next to each other. Yeah. So they can go back and forth and there's this flow of ideas. Um, but I don't Well, know. it's like they've got deadlines of their they've, own. They've right? got deadlines, you know, they're working yeah. on multiple books, like, yeah. um, you know, and... Yeah, so I, I guess I lean towards doing it myself, um, but not necessarily I, I, just out of like the ease of doing it myself and not having yeah. to communicate and not having to to share. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, um, um, on Arca, that's a that's a book you're working on it um, with uh, um, Van Jansen is the writer there. Yeah, uh, it's an, an um, it's also you know kind of space comics, right? Yeah. Um, alongside yeah. you know Planet Pete, Paradise and and Hydra. Um, how did this collaboration come about? Uh, so it's for folks who don't know about this, the book's been coming out. It's gonna be the IDW. Um, it's a Basically, it's a it seems like a post, you know, kind of climate change, uh, uninhabitable Earth. Folks have to live on a space station kind of space story. And we meet this kind of young group of teenagers who are in this. You know, there's a very clear division of the haves and the have nots right yeah. on the, aboard right. the space vessel. And and drama ensues essentially yeah. from there. Um, where did that collaboration come from and, and how's the experience been? Uh, it's it's been good. Um, I think we started talking on Twitter, maybe. Um and just sort of like pitched ideas back and forth. Um, and then Van did something that got it at IDW. I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm <laughs> the worst uh, in terms of like professionalism because I don't actually do that much. I've been like very spoiled the last few years of like image contacted me about doing Hydra and, yeah. and Van just, got idw to like give us a contract and mike mignola just sent me an email like it's just like yeah i, I don't know um but so like we talked about it i don't know for maybe like a few months and then uh somehow it ended up at idw um and sort of like worked on it you know work on the idea he he had a um, the vast majority of the idea and i just sort of like had some thoughts and then you know, he did the scripting and I did, did the drawing. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's interesting work. It's definitely a, I think fans of Hydra and Planet Paradise will find similar themes and, yeah, and similar yeah. ideas, certainly, um, in that story. Uh, it made me wonder, have you read, um, uh, Children of Time by Adrian, uh, Tchaikovsky? No, I haven't. It's a science fiction novel. 
Um, and there were similar, it really, really well thought out themes of like how folks evolve beyond the stars, beyond earth. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's a good word. Uh, okay, cool. So let's see. Um, the, one thing I definitely wanted to ask too, uh, as we kind of talk about, you know, prime and drama, which is this massive magnum yeah. opus you're working yeah. on, right? Um, the sensibilities of, of silent storytelling, you know, I mm -hmm. think is a thing that fans will, will definitely be identifying with you. Your comics often make the case, I think, for removing virtually all dialogue and text. You can go for long stretches <laughs> with yeah. no text. Yeah. Um, do you like reading comics more that way? Or is it just the way you do them? Um, I skim a lot. Uh, yeah. Like, like when I'm, I'm reading comics, if it, I, I think generally comics that get very wordy, I, I, I guess I don't like I, I, I the way in which I'm definitely an artist and not a writer is, is like when comics get wordy, I feel there's no point in there being pictures because I've also mm. like if you if you watch how people who read those comics, they don't look at the pictures. They're not really paying attention to going to bubble me, to bubble to, to, is, to bubble. Yeah. Yeah. They're just going bubble to bubble to bubble to bubble. And like they don't necessarily like pay attention. And. I, I think that has been something that in like watching people look at my work and stuff like that, that's always been a frustration of like, you're not looking at these pictures. Like, like, mm. I, like the idea of how much time was spent put making these pictures for someone not to pay attention to them yeah. <laughs> um, is like, why? Um, and so I, I think I do lean towards like um, not being too wordy um because of that i also feel like though like like movies like movies don't actually have that many words in them you know like mm -hmm. there, there isn't that much and a lot of it i feel like is there because there's sound and it doesn't make sense for there not to be talking um mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. most movies i feel like you can actually understand and follow without missing that much without the like you could watch it silent um and follow it and so like with comics there is no sound like i'm like i don't think i need to put in text um and it's just sort of maybe the way i think about it and also like where it interests me and i feel like it forces forces the reader to be like wait well what's going on <laughs> like uh -huh. like i have to look right. at these pictures and maybe it's like a little bit of a puzzle a little bit of a game to yeah working um and That's an interesting way to think about it, because there, there are definitely moments in these works where other comics would have the the narrative caption explaining the cosmology of right. crime and drama, right? And who right. these godlike entities are, whereas the way the story is told, we're thrown in. Yeah, We have contextual clues all in the art, mm -hmm. and it is up to the... Re you know, so I, I think for me, that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about it is there's a massive amount of respect and, and kind of demand that as a reader, <laughs> you actually have to come along, right? You have yeah, to do yeah. the work to, um, cause you can't like, if somebody skims any of these, like you're saying, the story doesn't work, right? You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You make it to the end, it'd be like, okay, that was a cool, you know, crocodile battling a person or whatever. Right? Yeah, like yeah. You, get, you uh, get some of that sensory stuff, but you wouldn't know what was happening really. Uh, yeah. um, which is, which is appealing for a certain kind of comics reader. I, I think, think so. Right? I think it's a certain kind. Uh, like, yeah. I, I, I feel like one of the things, like, um, 
that sort of Hydra taught me is like, like Hydra, like there are people who, who are going to love it. And there are people who are, that's not their thing. And, mm -hmm. and they will just look at it and be like, no. And yeah. I, I'm totally fine with that. And, and so like, I, I don't, I, I feel like that quality is, is okay. Like, you know, like, yeah, if you don't really want to look at this and get into like, I don't know, like looking at pictures to understand like how a universe works. Um, mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Like, you know, uh, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's something I'm fine. I, I kind of, especially with that, where it's like, I'm making it for myself. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do it the way I want to do it. And, yeah. And it's not for everybody, but nothing's for everybody. Like, no, you I, never I, I feel that. like things that try right. to be for everybody are awful. Um, and, and so like, it's, it's my own like little weird thing, but like, I, I feel like a lot of stuff, like it is wordless sort of intentionally. Um, and I, I like reading that way. I like looking at pictures and figuring out what they mean without necessarily being told. Um, yeah. I guess I do worry that things get missed as a result. Like I, I feel like I've visually said things very clearly in chapters one, two, three, four. Um, right. But then maybe when all of those those visual cues come through in chapter five, I don't know if that will mean anything to anyone. Yeah, um, but uh, so it goes. Uh. It's the, that is the risk you run um, because without spelling it out textually, yeah. it is definitely more likely that things will get lost mm -hmm. in translation. Um, which again, I think is part of for a certain kind of readers, part of the hunt is part yeah. of the game and trying to be like, wait, I want to understand this. Let me go back. Um, whereas some readers will be like, get to the end and be like, well, this is confusing. I don't like it. <laughs> right. And yeah. You can, you can go that way. Um, I do, I do appreciate how, I don't know that I've talked to many creators who are as open about like, like the ways readers consume their books mm -hmm. and sort of con like controlling that pace. Like obviously yeah. that's one of the things, that's one of the tools you have available to you as an artist is, part of your job right is the is the layout and storytelling controlling where yeah. the eye goes um but really on the macro level of being like folks dismiss the art a lot of times mm -hmm. in in the, like especially i think like big two like superhero comics really yeah. teach us and i'm i'm 100 guilty of this to like dismiss the art a lot of times unless mm -hmm. it's like oh splash page right that's about the art yeah. um, but if it's nine panels i'm following text i'm following text i'm following text yeah um I, I quite love that you're like, well, I don't want you doing that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want you, I want you actually paying attention because on something like Hydra, yeah, it's not a super long story, right? No, I mean, it's no, like a, it's, what, a 48 page uh, one shot. So if you're going to get value out of that, you have to pay attention. Um, yeah. It, otherwise, it's not worth it. Yeah. I, and, I mean, I remember yeah. a review of the, like the newsprint edition where the guy reviewed it and he was like, the first time I read it, I didn't realize there was a story. Like, yeah, sure. It's like, turn the page. It's like, interesting page, interesting page. It's like, and then like went back and looked at it and was like, oh, there's a lot happening that I missed because I wasn't actually like looking. And mm -hmm. so like, I, I think like you talked about like liking Planet Paradise more. Mm -hmm. And I think Hydra was much more successful like commercially and got much more response because it's like really insistent it's like no you don't you don't get any breaks like there's, yeah. there's no conversation there's no dialogue planet paradise is a bit looser it's like you know there's a fair amount of there's a lot of silence compared to most comics it's pretty low on the word count per page yeah but compared yeah. to hedra it's you know 
infinitely more. Um, <laughs> it's very so, wordy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but like the way it works, I think is sort of less confrontational. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. a sort of a, a friendlier <laughs> a book, maybe. Um, I, I think so. I, I think but, that's part of the appeal for, of it for me. Because um, I, I think one thing that that helps with is it's easier to sell character mm-hmm. and it's easier to sell humor. Yeah. Because um, there are the, you know, I think Hedra can feel cold, right? Yeah. It's the vastness yeah. of space and some of that's calculated. Um, but like on, on there's a moment in Planet Paradise where there's a, the guy who comes in after everyone to the, the planet right. and he's like uh, watching the soaps. Yeah, he's the rescue mission. Yeah. He's watching it. So like, that's a good bit of comedy in the yeah. middle of, you know, a fairly serious story about being stranded on a planet and yeah. you know, fighting these <laughs> monsters and whatnot. Yeah. Um, that's harder to sell if there's no, oh, yeah. zero dialogue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess I, I feel like with, with like the, it's yeah. Humor without, without words, it, it's harder. Like it's like the, the tone, it, like, I think it does lead towards coldness. Um, it doesn't necessarily bother me. Like, sure. I, I guess that's sort of like my thing. It's like, eh, if people don't understand. That's, that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I really like fully understand 2001, um, the movie. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand a lot of like songs. Like, I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know what, what this Pixie song is about. Like, sure. uh, and it, it doesn't actually necessarily like take away from the song in any way for me. Or like take away a little mystery is a good thing. Like it's like it actually makes me think about. It. I'm curious, and so I'm like, eh, people don't, you know, like in Hydra, if people don't get all these like shapes or things like that. Like that's that's fine. Like mm-hmm. you know, I mm-hmm. I don't. It's okay if it's if it's not quite apparent. Like I, I guess like some ambiguity or some confusion is is okay. Um, yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Like that's like stuff for adults right <laughs> like, yeah, like right. it's like every conversation i have is like what what were we actually talking about like <laughs> oh, right so. yeah no i think that ambiguity is is key um and i think it's it's a hard it's a hard balance to strike because you do want to avoid total confusion right, right? Yeah. And, and total impenetrability um but at the same time there's there's so much hand holding that can happen in other right, works yeah where it's like, well, this isn't fun. <laughs> I'm just yeah, being yeah. pulled along, you know. Uh, okay, so let's let's spend a little bit of time here talking about Prime and Drama. Um, like I mentioned, this is this is the work you're working on. Uh, it's it's being released right now through your Patreon. Yeah, you're quite far along as far as what's been shared and how many pages have been done. Yeah. you're in the editing process though, so it seems like things are um, changing quite a bit. Uh, I mean, first off, just let me say that I love this work. I, I can't okay. say enough good things about it. Your monster and creature design, the action of all this, like it's super fun. Okay. Um, there's a sense to me here of, you know, and kind of what we've been talking about, about, okay, you have your creative freedom on this project mm-hmm. to do your thing. It feels like you unleashed in a way. Like, is this the comic you've always wanted to make and now have, have the capacity to do? Um, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think sure. it's, it's maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm talking about ambiguity. I'm like, yeah, my my own my own mind's a little am- ambiguous to me. Sure. Um, I, I think it's it's sort of like, yeah, taking taking sort of like ideas that I've been playing with and doing them in like a big form, um, and like 
things that I'm interested in, which is like sort of like these mythological stories, like fairy tales, which I also kind of think of them as being wordless. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you read like these fables, there's not like a lot of dialogue in them. It's like things happening. They're very action based. And I think like when you look at old mythology, it's very action based. Um, Old mythology. Just mythology, I guess. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, so it's sort of like this this big work that I wanted to do. Um, and I sort of set out to be like, okay, this is going to be like a weighty, weighty thing. Um, I don't know if it's like, it's not like I was like putting the pieces together, like like I have notebooks dating back relating to this project. It's sort of like a lot of ideas sort of coming together and trying to put yeah. them into their like fullest form um and and it's long like it's it's weighing on me you know i started it in 2020 (laughs) like it's okay it's it's still going like um i don't know if i'll finish this year um and so it's and that's like four four or five years is a long long time to be working on a project for Um, sure so yeah it's it feels like the big solo project um, I, I don't know if afterwards I'll have the energy or interest necessarily to do something that's like 250, 300 pages. A huge um, commitment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I mean, part of that is me being stubborn and doing it the way I'm doing it, which is, you know, I, I don't know. I like when I started, it's like, I don't know how long it's going to be. I, I don't know the structure it's going to take. And so like now, three years later, I'm like, I know how long it is. (laughs) Like I, I know what the structure is and I'm going to make changes so that it, it all works within that structure. Uh Um, which I, I don't think a publisher would be willing to pay me for three years to do. (laughs) To get it right. And so it's sort of like me allowing my sort of experimentation to, to occur, um, and it makes it sort of harder in a way because like there is stuff that's abandoned. Like if you're looking at it right now, like chapter one, I think it looks like I'm changing everything. I'm really not like mm. <laughs> only like half. Uh, but have you always um, like kind of edited your own work in this way? Uh, or is this just a, I have the opportunity and, and it is your own kind of, you know, truly, truly creator owned thing yeah. where you can do that. Cause it's, it's heavy edits in the, in the, cause you share, you're sharing them on your Patreon. So we, we get a little bit of, here's what the pages are changing to. Um, but also your mentality. Yeah, in it. Yeah. And it's not that you're like upending what the book was or like, Oh, it's actually yeah, a different yeah. story now. Right. Um, but you can see some pretty significant changes. Have you always edited uh, quite in this way? I think, I think so. Like, I, yeah. I think I like, you know, with the, the first stuff I was doing, I was thinking in terms of like graphic novels, and so there wasn't necessarily like the schedule element to them. And I had this idea. It's like, well, I'll go to the end and read it and then start changing things to make it work. Um, I think with, with this, it's, I'm sort of changing it because, you know, I want it to be published in a certain way. And so I think certain changes need to be made in order for it to get pub- be publishable. What way. is that way? Is it um, five issues? Yeah, is it I'd one like graphic it to be novel? Like five big issues. Okay. Um, you know, 56 pages each, which I think is about the max you can do 
Like okay. the, the max he can sort of fold a floppy over is about. Is that what Hedra was? About? Yeah, Hedra, Hedra yeah. was that as well. Okay. Um, and so, like when I started, I didn't have that in mind, and so the the second chapter is like eighty pages, and so yeah. it's like I gotta I gotta make this fit to that size, and like part of it is moving it into chapter one, part of it's going to just be like cutting um, and sort of re reorganizing pages um sure and things like that um, yeah it's uh i saw somebody comment that it's a lot like tetris the way you're <laughs> yeah. kind of shifting boxes and i thought that was a really good uh, analogy because it does it often looks that way although i'm sure i don't know if i mean mentally are you thinking of it like cubically yeah yeah <laughs> like, i mean it, yeah i think tetris is it's like part of the the appeal of a of a dense grid to me is is that you can sort of like restructure it and you can move pieces around um like like i think people like they hear the grid and they think like six panel or nine panel mm -hmm. but for me that's like a rigid that's like an unfriendly grid because yeah. like it, it's six panel especially it's like if you're sticking to that like you can't vary it that much um but like when you get 35 panels it's like oh you can start like really moving moving things around like a are they tangrams? Is that what they're called? Uh, those those like wooden block puzzles of shapes. Yeah, uh, sure. that you like have to put them into like whatever form, and it's like you can start doing that. And I think it's sort of like, well, I can just draw this panel smaller, and then move it over here to the left mm -hmm. a little bit, and now I have like a whole row of panels that are free where I can add whatever I forgot or need to add in. And so, yeah, there's this like tetris like quality i think to it uh do you probably do... gonna get worse uh the deeper you get into it yeah yeah do, um, do you do this um digitally in the editing phase where you then you know you're you're saving the blocks and then adding a row and then pasting it back in or do you actually redo things by hand um it depends if, if i can just do it digitally like pretty easily just like slide it in uh, i will do it digitally um if if I feel like it's like uh, it's sort of like a balancing thing of if it's sure. just like okay this panel just needs to be moved it's like I'll just do that digitally uh, if it's like this panel needs to be moved and this face is off mm. and like this it's like I'm just gonna redraw it um, yeah and I find I guess I work fast as well like I draw I think like I've developed probably because of being a serious hobbyist. Like I've developed a quick style because it was like, this is what I can do after work. Um, you yeah, know, like, okay. like yeah. this is this is what I do when I have free time. So, you know, I, I I realized for me, like getting a page done is like a a necessity. Like pages that drag on for two or three days when you have a job, like it's like ah, oh, that that momentum is so hard to keep um of like even like like there's no way you like that page by the end of three days yeah right? you know yeah it's just like oh it's been it's been there too long so it's like okay you sit down a page is done at the end uh what <laughs> from when you sit down sure uh, and i think that sort of mentality it's not like a strict thing you know there are pages that take take longer um but i think it led to sort of this like fast process and like what I said with editors of like, they can say no, it's like, well, I can, I'll look at it later. And if I, I don't like sure. it, I'll change it. <laughs> yeah. 
when you've got a few years distance to now on the uh, I know. Oh, like it's torture. Fresh set of uh, eyes. Like, yeah. Looking at chapter one, which was all drawn in 2020, is is like hard because I really like deep down it's like, oh, I can do better. And mm. it's like every page could be better. That's where you actually need the deadline, right? Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Like, um, it'll make you just say, no, it's good enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'm definitely leaving leaving a lot of things, especially coloring, actually. Like when I look at like the files, I'm like, do you not like the way I colored this? Um, mm. I do not like my decisions. I'm going to leave them. Uh, and, and worse is like when I add in new things, when I slide in new panels, I'm like, I have to color the way I used to color. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I have to, like, take those palettes and work with those palettes so it will match, um, which is, <laughs> I find frustrating. Yeah, um, that's but, interesting. Like, it's, like, this weird, weird thing of why people say you shouldn't go back and edit um, because you're, you change. Um, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is an interesting argument. I mean, because, yeah, okay. Because um, it's, I mean, as it stands, like, it's good. I'm very curious to see what the final product will look like. Sounds like, you know, we're a bit away from that. I think, you know, ultimately, like you said, it's going to be, you know, approximately 50 by five, right? So it's going to, you know, 270 page graphic novel. Um, when all is said and done, yeah. it's definitely gonna be the biggest thing you've done. And I yeah. think for folks who haven't checked this out, you know, you can see it right now on your Patreon. It's, uh, you, it's just your name, Jesse Lonergan on Patreon. Um, but it is, I mean, it's the style of Hedra and Planet Fair. It's not yeah. like, um, oh, because you're doing more pages, like, you know, it's going to be a different style and you're going to like, it's, yeah. it's the same kind of thing, but yeah. it's, you know, a lot of it. And it's a, uh, it's a really a interesting more. story. It's very cosmic. Um, obviously your stories have been set in space, but this yeah. feels to me like the most like mythologically cosmic thing yeah, that yeah, you've definitely. done. I mean, um, what, uh, like what were kind of like the sci-fi influences and things that you like wanted to make sure you were, you were getting in there for this. I don't know that there were a lot of sci-fi influences like, um, it really was like getting like uh, into sort of like mythology. And so like Ovid, yeah. like Metamorphoses and okay. uh, Gilgamesh, like there, there are elements of like Gilgamesh in there, uh, Hercules and stuff. And so, so, so the epics, yeah. Yeah, like these kind of like epic things. And so like there is a lot of like space, but it's more like the realm of the gods. It's not like space travel necessarily. Right, right. It's, and it's, and I think of, it's almost like there's a lot of like, you know, stars and stuff like that, but it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like, well, this is this other world, the world of beyond. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's, it's much more like mythologically grounded, I think, than, than sort of space. space. Like yeah. Hydra, I felt like there was aliens and stuff and there's no aliens um, really in, in drama or anything like that. No, yeah. no. Okay. Oh. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. I think we covered pretty much everything. Uh, anything else that's coming up next that you want to make sure people know about that we didn't talk about? Uh, well, uh, yeah. Miss Truesdale comes out, I think, the first issue. Final order just passed, uh, but it comes out May 17th. And then okay. I think uh, basically every month for the next four months. And then uh, Arca is coming out July, I think, also 17th. Or maybe I just locked on to 17th. Um, and those are like the next projects that are like official and announced that are yeah. coming out. Um, conventions are coming up. I'll be at Heroes Con uh, in June uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, so people want to come say hello. That would be cool. Uh, awesome. Yeah. 
Very good. Okay, cool. We'll include links uh, to the works, of course, cool. here in the show notes for everybody listening. Um, otherwise, Jesse, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, it was Thank a pleasure you. talking to you. Yeah, a lot of fun.